everyone. Welcome back to Well Then, a podcast where we talk about all things wellness and putting your health first. I'm your host, Megan Scherer. Today's episode is all about making the switch to non-toxic skincare and beauty products or clean beauty products. So we're going to dive into what that even means, why you would want to do that, why would you would want to make this switch in the first place and why it's important to you, and how you go about doing it. So this is just going to be a quick episode, um, you know, surface level to, to introduce you to the idea and kind of concept of non-toxic beauty if you're not familiar with it, and just to get you thinking. Um, so it's, it's not meant to be like an entire lifestyle overhaul, but just to show you a few simple swaps you can make to help you also become a more educated um, and empowered consumer. So a few episodes back, I talked about um, some common skin issues that people experience. And I mentioned that one of the main reasons that people experience skin issues, um, things like eczema and uh, dry skin, psoriasis, acne, uh, all those kind of issues is typically because of something going on internally, whether it's inflammation or um, hormonal imbalance or gut issues or uh, liver overburdened liver. Um, just being a, f- a few examples, and then I also mentioned, you know, one of the the more obvious things that people turn to, which is what you're putting on your skin. Um, sometimes referred to as contact dermatitis, when you get a rash from something that you put on your skin that um, either you're sensitive to, allergic to, or that your skin just doesn't agree with. Um, but I think it's also really important to point out here that even if you're not getting a visible physical reaction from the things you put on your skin, your skin is still absorbing everything, all the ingredients in all the products that you use. Our skin is our largest organ. You might have heard that before, um, but it's true. And it absorbs everything that we put on it. And what you put on your skin actually can enter your bloodstream faster than many things that you ingest orally. So it's important to, to take into consideration that what you put on your skin matters just as much as what you put in your body matters. And for most of us out there who are kind of even mildly aware of of diet and nutrition and supplementation and kind of wanting to holistically take care of our bodies we're we're really careful about what we choose and wouldn't uh, knowingly ingest a whole bunch of chemicals so the question then is why would you put those same chemicals on your skin where they're just as easily absorbed into your bloodstream and the answer is that most people just don't know we're often not told what goes into our products Um, and the reason for that is that the personal care industry is extremely unregulated meaning that all kinds of chemicals can make their way into our products and into our body and impact our health without us knowing one of the reasons for that is that here in the US The U.S. has not passed a law regulating personal care products since 1938. Since then, since 1938, more than 80,000 chemicals have been introduced into products on store shelves. Obviously, there's been a lot of innovation uh, in the last century to make all kinds of different new products and make them available at at all kinds of price points. Um, But of those 80,000 chemicals that have been introduced, 
only about 10% of them have actually been tested for human safety. And that's just because there aren't requirements or regulations surrounding our personal care products. So that, that's really alarming to me. I, I mean, it should be alarming to you too. But again, most people just don't know. And sometimes it's easier, like they say, ignorance is bliss. Sometimes it's easier to just not look into it or not understand the differences because it can feel hard to to make the switch or maybe you are afraid it'll be more expensive. But being an educated consumer is so important because you really do vote with your dollars and what you continue to purchase and spend money on will continue to be produced and sold and marketed to you. So first let's start off and name just a few of the common um, chemicals or toxins that are seen in our skincare product. And a few of them you might have heard of or even read on on the back of a bottle. Um, and some of them you might have not. So there's um, parabens and sulfates. There are uh, phthalates and PEGs, uh, ethanolamines, chemical sunscreens, synthetic fragrance, BHT, BHA, and formaldehyde. Those are some of the more common ones that you'd see in beauty and skincare products. Um, these toxins or chemicals, many of them are also known carcinogens, which means cancer-causing agents. So that means studies have been done that have proven that repeated exposure to these things can cause cancer in human beings. And many of them are also endocrine disruptors, which means they cause hormonal imbalances. And again, they're, they're proven to do that, but they're still put into the products because there's nothing, nothing that prevents them from being put in. Um, and even, I mean, gosh, this is shocking. The same main ingredient that is in antifreeze is in many facial skincare products. So a lot of the products out there that we are putting on our bodies or on our faces on a day-to-day -day basis have these ingredients that can cause major imbalance and illness in our body, and we don't know about it. Um, now, not all chemicals are inherently bad. Like the word chemical might might sound like a bad thing, but it, it essentially just means a solution. Like water is technically a, a chemical, a solution. Um, and a lot of it is about the dose that we're exposed to. But small repeated doses can really add up over time. Um, and especially if we have underlying conditions or inefficiencies in our bodies and they're not detoxing as fast as they should, like I talked about a couple episodes if you, ago, if your liver or your digestive system isn't detoxing and working as efficiently as it should, then your body and your bloodstream get overloaded with these toxins um, and those can, can really add up over time. Um, you might have heard the word or term environmental toxins and exposure to environmental toxins happens as you might guess through our physical environment so our houses our workplaces our schools parks um, our food and water our cleaning products our furniture our cosmetics so all of these things that we come into contact with on a day-to-day -day basis the important question to start to look at is why not try to eliminate or minimize the sources that we have control over? Because some of those we don't necessarily have control over. Our workplaces, our schools, our parks, um, 
the the toxins in our air and the cities that we've chosen to live in and um, just kind of the current state of pollution on the planet in general, there are certain toxins that we cannot help coming into contact with. But we do have a choice when it comes to what we purchase and uh, especially, you know, on a smaller, more micro level, the things that we're using on our skin, like our cosmetics and our, our beauty products. Um, and really think about it. Like if you're washing your face two times a day, every day, or you're putting on your makeup once a day, every day, um, how often you're washing your hair, washing your hands, putting on sunscreen, those are smaller repeated consistent exposures and if there's toxins in them that's an opportunity to make sure you're using products that are cleaner and really just supporting your body and your overall health so that you're supporting your endocrine system and not knowingly or unknowingly exposing yourself to potential cancer causing agents um, a couple couple more examples that are that are kind of alarming. There have been studies that have shown that parabens actually mimic estrogen in the body. You know, I was talking about those hormonal imbalances or endocrine disrupt disruptors. And studies have shown that parabens can actually cause onset, uh, early onset puberty in young girls, um, as well as thyroid disruption and hormone-related cancers. Um, phthalates have been linked to infertility, diabetes, and breast cancer. And None of these things are meant to, I'm not trying to scare you with these things. Again, it's just trying to educate you because I used to be in a position as well where I just, I didn't care enough to make a change because it seemed like more of a hassle to have to like do the research and find new products to replace the ones that I really liked using. Um, and it just seemed like, well, I'm not seeing the impact or effect of it right now. So like, why bother making a change? Um, and it wasn't something that I did until kind of later in my holistic health journey and career. My, my food and diet was definitely the first place I looked before I started looking to other um, environmental toxins and lifestyle factors and, and changes that I could make. So I'm the first to admit that it's, it's not an easy overnight change to make and it can be seemingly annoying or frustrating or seem like a burden, but it is really important. Again, if you're thinking about like how these little things can add up over time, over the use of one product for five, 10, 20, 30 plus years throughout your life. Um, I just, I got to the point personally where I wasn't willing to take that, that potential risk, especially when there were viable options and alternatives out there. Um, so, Let's talk a little bit about where to start in, in doing your research and making simple swaps. Um, and the first thing to note is that natural doesn't always mean better. There's a term in the industry called greenwashing, and that's when products use words like green or eco or clean or natural on the product. There's actually no way of regulating those kinds of words, so it essentially means nothing and is just a marketing gimmick because I think more and more people are becoming conscious of, of what they're putting in their bodies and we want to make the best choice for our health and for the planet. So we want things that are eco-friendly. We want things that are clean and natural and non-toxic. But again, this is an, a pretty unregulated industry. So just because you see one of those terms on the front of a, a product doesn't necessarily make it good for you or better for you. 
Um, so that's the first thing to, to be aware of, and that's why learning to uh, read ingredients and um, and kind of study ingredient sourcing and labels a little bit more will become really important for you in this process. Um, and even things that are actually inherently natural and, and seemingly good for you um, can still be irritating for some people. So essential oils are a great example. I'm a huge advocate for essential oils and aromatherapy and using essential oils in a lot of different ways, but certain oils can be really irritating or drying or aggravating when applied topically on your skin. So again, just because something says all natural, it might be loaded up with a bunch of essential oils that look awesome, but you might get a reaction from those that is not so great. Um, and then sometimes synthetic ingredients can be safe as well. There are studies that are done on certain synthetic ingredients that are man-made but still totally safe, um, even though they're a chemical. So where do you start to learn more? Um, you can research the Clean Beauty Index, and there's an app that, um, I haven't checked if it's still there in a while, but I, th I think it should be. I used to use it a lot called the Think Dirty app um, that basically just allows you to scan the products that you have in your house or products you're thinking about buying, and it essentially rates them for you and tells you how um, clean or good they are for you versus how toxic they are for you based on the ingredients that are in them. Um, and then, you know, consult a professional. So if, if we're talking about skincare in particular, seek out like a holistic esthetician, somebody who specializes in natural skincare, um, or, or seek somebody out who's done a lot of the research themselves on how to make the switch to more uh, clean beauty and skincare products. And you can start to make simple swaps first. So things that already have really uh, easy to switch over to natural alternatives or non-toxic alternatives, um, things like household cleaning products and makeup, and there's a lot of like sulfate and paraben-free hair care out there now, um, and with your skincare, like maybe you don't need to use the cleanser that has 50 chemical ingredients in it. Maybe your skin would actually really benefit from an oil cleansing routine, and you could use natural oils instead. Um, and that's, again, where it might help consulting a professional, but you can also just do trial and error on your own. So I just want to share a couple of my favorite um, natural beauty products since we're, that's what we're talking about. And these are things that I have experimented with over the years that I really like. Um, so this goes for both uh, makeup and skincare. I really like Honest Beauty, uh, Well People, Pale Blossoms. I love their moisturizer and their cleanser. Um, Osea, they make really awesome skincare products. Trader Joe's actually has some uh, non-toxic, more natural skincare products that are that you can't beat their price point. They're they're super inexpensive. And then Lily Lolo is a really great um, beauty brand as well. So those are just a few of my favorites. There are a ton of other options out there. Like I said, um, maybe research the Clean Beauty Index and and. Do a little research on your own to swap out the products that you love using on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and again, this episode was really just meant to start to get you thinking and take a look at like, hmm, what are the products that I use on a day-to-day -day basis and expose myself to consistently? And are those products um, the best possible choice for myself given, you know, my budget and my lifestyle and, and my 
values, the things that I prioritize? And if the answer is no, then do a little bit of research. Um, so it's not meant to, to shame anybody or your choices. And, you know, to be totally honest, there are probably still a couple products in my life that I could switch out that I just haven't gotten around to yet. So you don't have to do everything all at once. Just do one thing at a time. And um, it, it is important to start prioritizing your health. Um, but you don't have to go crazy with it and, and, you know, throw out everything you have and go buy a bunch of new stuff overnight. So just start to get curious. And I hope this was was interesting for you guys. If you want to learn more about this topic, let me know. There are some guests that I'm really excited to, to bring on in this arena. Um, but just wanted to kind of scratch the surface on why it might be important to start thinking about non-toxic beauty. So if you know anybody who would benefit from hearing this conversation, please share this episode with them. Um, subscribe to the podcast, like the podcast, share it with your friends, leave a review and um, send me any suggestions for future topics that you'd like to hear about, as always, um, by following me on Instagram at Megan Sharer. And as always, until next time, have a happy, healthy, and non-toxic day.